Hi y'all, welcome back. I am doing another Ask Me Anything episode. I know you guys, oh, my dog just sneezed. I know you guys are a big fan of these and I have so many questions, so I think I'm gonna make this a ritual every couple weeks. We're doing a long episode, <laughs> so let's get started. <laughs> Welcome to Sweet Release. Hey Barbie, I was wondering if you would consider a video about hazing. I was reading about the recent hazing allegations at Northwestern and was reminded of my own experiences of being stripped down and utterly humiliated. I'd love to know why people get a sexual gratification from degrading others. So this is kind of two different topics. We have hazing, but then we have the sexual gratification from degrading others. First, I guess I'll touch on the hazing. So hazing sucks. This specific um, Northwestern incident, basically there's been a lot of athletes that have come forward saying that they experienced some really intense hazing and it's just kind of come out that this school in general, not just football, but a lot of the sports have had this really terrible hazing culture and I know when I went to college like in sorority fraternity life in the sorority I joined I didn't experience any hazing but a lot of my friends that were in fraternities did so I do know that it's been an issue that's been around for a while I think there are certain levels of hazing it just kind of goes to show that consent is so important you know if you are being hazed and you are being forced to maybe take some shots. You know, that's kind of the level of hazing that I saw or clean up the frat house. But some of these situations that were recorded were involving nudity, were forcing these athletes to put themselves in uncomfortable positions, to feel humiliated and to do activities in the nude and to feel kind of sexually assaulted because the other athletes are dry humping you or forcing you to take um, you know, a hut hut hike ball with someone's bare ass in your face. And so there's a lot of things that happen to these athletes that sucks. And you know, hazing is, it shouldn't be something that happens, I think, it stemmed from, you know, the army and, you know, this hell week or the idea that only the strongest survive and to really get you to fall apart and to then kind of build you up and make you stronger. And I think that's kind of this ideology that's been kind of perpetuated into society for so long. And so it's really wonderful that things like this are happening. Of course, it's not wonderful that this has happened to so many people like you, the person that asked me this question, but it's important that these institutions are becoming more aware of it, that they're taking action and they're firing coaches because they knew that all of this was happening and they kind of just let it go. But that's also similarly to you know systemic racism it's the systemic hazing culture that we're so used to that we don't even realize is affecting a lot of these students and it's really just making us become more aware of how it's affecting us later in life and so let me just see what your 
question exactly was. I guess this whole scandal, I think, is a little bit different to this idea that people get sexual gratification from degrading others. Perhaps there was a little bit of that, but I would have to dissect it further and see if some of these athletes did feel that these upperclassmen were forcing them to do things because it was giving them some sort of gratification. I think the culture itself kind of just makes you kind of do that. And these seniors and these juniors, I don't know if they're getting sexual gratification from these acts. I think they're feeling powerful. They're still becoming men and women. They are doing what happened to them. They are just kind of, again, perpetuating this culture that they're used to. And I don't really know if they were actually receiving or getting this sexual gratification from it. But people that do get sexual gratification from degrading others or from hurting others or inflicting pain on others is a part of the BDSM culture. And that is sadism. So sadism is technically when you get turned on by inflicting pain on others. And I actually dated a sadist once. And basically where that comes from, I think could be a lot of things. Some people have trauma when they're kids. I think a lot of kinks and fetishes stem from trauma. And we've written, when we really dive deep into where that came from, perhaps you were degraded as a child. Perhaps a family member hurt you. And so in order to heal yourself later in life, you feel the desire to inflict pain. A lot of other reasons why you could be sadist. It could just be the way that you are. It could just be something that turns you on. You know, culture kind of has moved us into these little kind of boxes and, and someone could just take it and run with it and be like, oh yeah, that does turn me on. Like I like being in control. I like inflicting a little bit of pain, but figuring out where the root of that stems from, I'm sure there's some sort of traumatic experience or some sort of root intimate desire where that comes from. There's also some sort of chemical serotonin release when you inflict pain on others or when you receive pain yourself. So ultimately, I do think it's important to recognize where these kinks come from and why, why do you actually enjoy doing it? <laughs> Next question. Have you ever been with a feminine man? And if so, what was it like? So femininity is, I guess, maybe a little bit softer it's, um, yeah, a little bit more flamboyant. So yes, I've definitely been with men um, that were leaning more towards the, f- the feminine side or just had a little bit more feminine energy in them. And I, I love that. I mean, because I'm bisexual, I get really turned on by the fluidity of human beings. And so by being with somebody that is a bit more fluid or, you know, has both masculine and feminine traits, I, I really love that. <laughs> Soft or crispy tacos? Soft. Thoughts on the Barbie movie? Good question. I've seen it twice, of course because I was born a Barbara, hence being called Barbie pretty much my entire life. I was really excited about this movie because I have been consistently compared to the Barbie doll. And so 
The movie, I loved it. It was incredible. It was hilarious. I loved the the message. I loved how creative it was. I loved the music. I just really, really enjoyed how it felt like they really took time to curate these characters and this scene in this Barbie world. And it felt relatable to me with Barbies. It was like you were playing with Barbies. And it was just really funny, their characters and their development. And it, it made me cry. I loved the connection between the mother and daughter. I loved how real that was. I really loved the raw emotion that came through me when the mom did her monologue. And I just felt like I could really relate to it. I felt like a lot of moms that I know could relate to it. A lot of women could relate to that. And it just felt really powerful and it really moved me. And I also just laughed my ass off like the entire time. I liked how it threw some slim shade on Mattel. And I, I really just loved the entire cast. I think they did an incredible job with it. I think they also fucking crushed the marketing. I've never seen so many incredible ads. Like I was just in awe of the whole marketing campaign. I think they actually fucking crushed it truly. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> that is <laughs> my answer. Okay, how do you decide the topics of your vlogs each week? Um, yeah, so I guess now I'm leaning more into podcasting, but still these video ideas that I come up with or just the direction of these videos really isn't a very organized system. <laughs> For the last like whatever 28, 29 episodes that I've done um, before the podcasting, I just kind of would have like a, a filming day. And those days prior to it, I would just research, I would think, I would read blogs, I would check out other podcasters or other content creators and see what they're creating. I would just think of something that I wish I knew. And that's just kind of each week I would just come up with something or I'd have conversations with friends or my partner and be like, what do you think I should talk about this week? And like, maybe they'd give me some ideas and then I'd just pick one and roll with it. That's kind of what I do. I just kind of like do a little bit of research, have conversations with people, and then figure out which one that I like want to create an episode about and go from there. Mm -hmm. Thanks for asking. Next question. Hey Barbie, I recently started talking to a guy who said he's bisexual but has only slept with men. Should I be concerned about hooking up with a guy who has only been with other men? No, I don't think you should be concerned. I think there's some questions you could ask. I think it's good to have a conversation about why he is now interested in you or um, perhaps he has always felt bisexual but he's never found the right woman to you know, pop his woman cherry. I don't think that's wrong. Um, I think it would just make me think intuitively and see is he 
really after me because he wants to check it off his bucket list because that's something he's never experienced before because that's something he's always wanted to experience because he is really into me maybe he's just never found the right woman and i think that's okay so no i don't think it should be concerning i think it just should just lead to more conversations and make you ask him you know why um and you know a lot of people just get kind of put in this rhythm that's comfortable and so if he's only been sleeping with men and dating men that's his community that's where he's been a part of for a long time now that he met you he's like oh my god like i i i do consider my myself bisexual i do want to experience women maybe you're his moment (laughs) so i don't think you should be concerned i think you should just be curious Next question. First date, do you split the bill or expect your partner to pay? There should be no expectations of either person to pick up the bill. I think you should always be forthcoming to like split it or take it or if you have the means and you loved the date, why not just pick it up? You know, if that person really wants to take it, then yeah, let them. <laughs> it's great. It's love to be gifted. Only fans when? <laughs> I'm not doing an OnlyFans, but I did just launch a Patreon, and Patreon is very similar. It is exclusive content, and it is a monthly subscription. So I do have some sexy photos on there, so there is going to be some, you know, boudoir photography and some nudity, but mostly it is a space for me to also create exclusive content for those people that want to see more. So perhaps that's meditation videos. I've been really enjoying creating some meditation content because that's something that I really like to do. And I think a lot of people, you know, need that kind of push to get focused and breathe. I also have some self-care tips that I that I put on there and, you know, I have some other ideas of things that I'm going to create moving forward. But Ultimately, I do now have a subscription exclusive content page and it is on Patreon and you can find that link below or you can find it on my website up in the links in the corner. And yeah, I I appreciate your support. I really enjoy creating content, so I'm just going to continue creating more fun stuff and offering exclusive um, reels and you know behind the scenes and upcoming podcasts too as well as keeping it sexy as I always do (laughs) so yes thanks for asking is it possible to have an underwear fetish slash kink so yeah I sold my underwear when I first moved to LA and this guy was a regular client (laughs) and bought my underwear a lot and i would say he had an underwear fetish um he loved like smelling them he loved coming on them he was like super into sweaty underwear or just like used underwear and so yeah there's a such thing and i think there's a kink for everything (laughs) so yeah embrace the kinks if you have that love it for you 
Okay, next question. I love your content and love your open and honest nature. Does your partner get jealous when you're open about your past experience? It's refreshing to see someone so open. Oh, I think those were two separate, actually. The first one was just, I love your content and love your open and honest nature. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, and then the next one was jealousy. Um, and again, thank you. So the jealousy, no, he doesn't. He doesn't get jealous. You know, I think we live in the present. We don't really think about the past too much unless we're having conversations about it. You know, we don't really let past experiences and past stories kind of affect us. I think it's just a part of my story and a part of who I am. And no, he does not let that get to him. How did you approach your sexuality with your parents? Good question. I I told my mom that I was bisexual. I opened up to her on Pride Parade Day a few years back, 2019 actually. And I just called her and told her. But to be honest, I don't think she actually thinks I'm bisexual because I've only dated men. Um, she mentioned that the other day on the phone. <laughs> um, she doesn't really see me a part of the, of the community and I didn't, to be honest, I, I didn't really respond. I just kind of didn't really want to get into it at that moment. You know, I do think it's important though to just start that conversation with vulnerability and honesty and that's what I did. I just kind of told her that I have had sex with a bunch of women and that I was really enamored by women and I feel like I could fall in love with a woman and I think that's a conversation I would love to have with my mom again just because I don't think she really heard me that first time, clearly. <laughs> so it's a, it's a conversation that I will continue to have and you know maybe I will date a woman one day and then that will be kind of the push that she needs to to understand it truly or to see me in that world or in that space with a with another woman so I I wish you the best but I would just lead with an honest and vulnerable and you will thrive okay next question love your stories you sound fun and loving oh thank you do you sell content? Okay, so yeah, I get a lot of these questions from y'all. I think it's because you think I'm so sexy, which I really appreciate. Listen, I'm a very sensual and sexual person and I love putting myself out there in the world. My butt is all over Instagram. Um, the content I'm selling now is my website. I have some clothing, some organic clothing, some organic hats. I have designed all of the clothes on there. I have some sexy prints available, photographs of me that you can purchase. And now I am offering my Patreon, which I mentioned earlier, which has exclusive content. So that is kind of all the things that I'm offering. I appreciate your support as always. Thank you so much. I think I'm gonna end it on that. So thanks guys, talk soon.